Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for those of you that work so hard for your money, and you're now ready for your money to start working harder for you today. You want that freedom of cash flow right now, not 30 or 40 years from now, if you're lucky, but you want it today so that you can do what you love with those you love. It's so much more than just getting rich, isn't it? It's about creating a rich life because you know, as you're blessed financially, you now have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those around you. That is what it means to be a rippler in this case. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for binging on these podcasts and going back even because obviously these episodes are not super long. I know you guys can binge faster than I produce them. I appreciate you guys doing so. Keep going. They're awesome stuff, of course. If you haven't done so already, go to our website, moneyripples.com. If you want to figure out how much passive income you could create in the next 12 months, try that passive income calculator now to see what your number is. Love to hear what you get. Check that out today. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. Okay, guys, so I brought on a special guest here, someone that in my space, we've been in mastermind groups together. And you've probably heard me say this before, is that birds of a feather flock together. Many people will ask, like, how do you find someone who's got a good reputation, someone that's not a charlatan, somebody who is actually doing a good work, someone that you can trust? I've learned the best way to do that is to surround myself with people that are like me. And I'm not saying that to brag and beat my chest, like, oh, I'm full of integrity, right? But I know that as I work on my own stuff and I work on trying to be a genuine person, you tend to just gravitate towards those genuine people. You tend to avoid the charlatans. You tend to avoid just the salesmen, the oil sales, whatever it is. Those that sell snake oil, you get rid of those people. And BJ here is one of those guys. So you know about BJ here. Like BJ actually is the owner of Property Rush and he's the host of Real Powerhouse. So make sure you check out his podcast there. But this guy, man, he's purchased thousands and sold thousands of properties and he's tried everything. I mean, he's done all kinds of strategies from lease options to long and short-term rentals. He's done wholesaling and RV storage. He's done commercial offices, fix and flips, creative financing, land, entitlements, spec building, custom new builds, you name it. But specifically, what I know I wanted to have him on today is that he's actually has a turnkey company that he's been using. He's had here for a while now, and now even launching it in some new markets. And so I want to really get his perspective because the best thing is, is get a finger on the pulse. Everybody's telling you real estate is a bad deal. Wait for it to come down. But the question is, is that true? Do we wait for the price to come down? Do we wait for interest rates to come down? That's what we're going to be talking to BJ today. So BJ, welcome to our show. Awesome. Hey, I appreciate it. It's good to be on. Absolutely. So 
give us more of your backstory. Like what even got you into real estate in the first place? Yeah. So I started off with Edward Jones, financial advisor. And honestly, <laughs> I just started with them because out of college, I did not know what I was going to do. I had a psychology degree, which obviously doesn't do anything for you. It just got me a degree and out of college. And so I didn't know what I was going to do. I asked my buddy if he was going to work. He told me Ever Jones. I asked if they were hiring. He said, I think so. So I went, got an interview, got the job. Come to find out, they pretty much take anyone with a pulse. They'll tell you otherwise. Yeah, pretty much. If you have a pulse, like a college degree, I think is all that you need. So anyways, I started with them, hated it, did not enjoy doing that at all. Going door to door as a bond salesman is not my idea of fun or grabbing a phone book and just cold calling every day. Smile and dial. Yeah. Talking to moms about bonds and mutual funds. That's just not my cup of tea. So my buddy was in real estate and having way more fun at the auctions in 2008. That's when all this occurred. I got in at a great time, obviously, and never looked back from there. We were able to buy a bunch of real estate. I started helping investors acquire real estate And I got to see the process using their money and was an awesome education. I got to make them a lot of money and I got to learn. It was like awesome experience. Wouldn't trade it for anything because eventually, obviously, you figure it out and you take that leap of faith. You do one, you get hooked. Even on that first one, I only made, I think, like a thousand bucks, but it was because I had a low appraisal and there were a lot of lessons learned that I learned from that one. And I knew that if I had another whack at it, I knew I could do it again and obviously do much better. So my second flip made 20,000. And then yeah, from there, you just start going. But yeah, to your point about getting with amazing people and surrounding yourself with people that are much smarter than you. I don't think that my career really took off until I joined a mastermind. And then that's when I think it really just, my eyes were opened because they were saying things like KPIs and SOP. And I was like, I don't know what any of those words mean. But eventually, they kind of showed me how to scale the operation and turn into a business, not just a hobby or a job. And so, yeah, we we did that for a long time in Arizona for about 15 years. And then the market shifted, obviously, in 2022. And that was another soul-searching time in my life and wanted to figure out what to do. And so I ended up... I had a business partner for 15 years that entire time, really. In Arizona, we decided to part ways. And it was just time. It was just running its course. And then He ended up going with the construction development side of things. And I ended up staying with single family real estate and uh, investment real estate. And then, um, yeah, fast forward to 2023, we decided to go ahead and make the plunge. We've been buying real estate in the Southeast in Tennessee and Georgia for a while, just because Arizona was so inflated, we couldn't buy any properties and it was just hard to find stuff to cash flow. And so we found an opportunity out here and And it worked so well that I was like, I think I'm going to move my family out here and do this full time now. We're going all in and yeah, started up a new business venture called Property Rush. And it's focused on turnkey rental properties. And by the way, if people want to visit your website, what's your website again? Propertyrush.com. And they can sign up to get any of our alerts. Anytime we get a new property, we send it out to our list of investors. There's not a huge list right now. And, and and that's purpose. Like We do that on purpose. I don't like to have churn through investors. I've gotten to that point where I'm like, you know what? I think I want to work with people that I enjoy working with. And so people that are a good fit for me and vice versa, it's just now we're at the point where most of my investors that I work with are looking to acquire real estate and not just one here and there whenever they have some cash. They're actually... They have 
typically a system in place where they want to acquire at least two to three properties per year. And so right now it's just worked out great because once we give them one, it's a great experience. And then they come back anytime they have funds available and get another one. And so it's been working great. Like you have to take care of obviously investors in order to get that repeat business. And so I've learned that lesson over the years as well. That's kind of what we're doing though right now is I just work with people that I enjoy working with and buying real estate. That's what I'm, I think I'm pretty good at and and it's a good fit. Interesting. You know, I wanted to come back to your experience in the last year with real estate, but before we do, I know that some of our longtime listeners were probably chuckling to themselves thinking that I just invited my twin onto the show. I went to college. I was a psychology major for one semester, switched back to sociology with a triple minor in psychology, ballroom dancing and Japanese. And while I was in college, before I got my degrees, where you're like, yeah, I'm not sure they take people without degrees. I can tell you in the financial industry, they will take you without a finance or any kind of college degree because I dropped out to go start a business and then got into financial advising only to get out because I had a friend who was doing real estate that said, hey, this is better. A different friend that got me in. I was trying to get an interview and try to impress them. But another friend that I hired in the industry that actually got me out because he went to do flipping and things like that made way more money than anybody I knew was making inside of mutual funds. And that's what kind of got me out. That's crazy. Yeah. So it might've been just a few years earlier before you, but still that's, that's a pretty crazy story you had there. (laughs) Yeah. And we went to the same school for a bit too. That's right. Cause yeah, you're in Idaho too, right? Yep. Yeah. Small world. Tell us more about like you said, 2022 was a really interesting year. What happened then? Yeah, man, where do I start? Everything hit the fan, honestly. It was one of those, I think everyone has to experience that. I know you've gone through that experience maybe even multiple times. And I don't know, I think every entrepreneur, you're gonna hit that moment. And it's funny because I think for a long time, we've been doing it for over 10 years and we hit that 12, 13 year mark. And we're like, man, most businesses fail after 10 years and we've made it. Mm-hmm. And I honestly just thought I would be there forever and I would just have this business forever. And we run off into the sunset and make all this money. And then 2022 was just this wake up call. It was in so many ways at the time, obviously you don't enjoy anything about suffering and trials and and all the above. But looking back, obviously it was a great wake up call because honestly, what we were doing was it's so funny. The market in Arizona has steadily been going up every single year. 2021, especially after COVID just exploded and just like it did everywhere else in the nation. It's one of those things where we were doing new construction or flips and it was like, you were blessed if you took an extra six months to finish something, right? In no world, in no business should that ever be the case where it's like, Hey, if you don't have your operations in place and you're doing a horrible job of managing your employees and those kind of things and you just let stuff slide or whatever. It's so rare that you actually, you know, get blessed because the market went up 10% during that time or whatever. I think that just was one of those things where it's like, well, it keeps working. You're not going to change the behavior because obviously it's working. And so, but then in 2022, when, I mean, I've never experienced anything like it. And it was just one of those crazy moments where everyone, when the Fed started doing their interest rate hikes, it spooked everyone especially though. And it was different because I I would go back and forth. I would go from Arizona to Tennessee and Tennessee. They were like, yeah, there's a little bit of it, whatever change, but I don't know. It doesn't seem too bad. And it was kind of business as usual, but then Arizona, it was no joke. Like every wholesaler, investor, flipper, you name it, especially open door, offer pad, all those guys, everyone just 
shut their doors and said, we are not touching real estate and we're not going to touch it with a 10 foot pole. And I don't care if you offer it to us at 30% less than what you bought it for. I'm still not buying it. It was the craziest thing. We went from multiple offers every single time I would throw a property on the MLS or wholesale to just crickets. And I could not pay people. And I was honestly trying to pay people because obviously we were losing money on them to take these deals. They wouldn't do them. And it took a while to realize, okay, we got to change some things up. And we went from 40 employees down to about six or seven employees all wow. in about three month period of time. We went from a $60,000 marketing budget every month to zero. And you have to, you get to that point where you're like, okay, cut everything. All expenses are gone. And it was sad. I mean, it was one of those like, man, I can't believe this just happened. That's all it took. It was just like within about four months, the whole thing crumbled for the most part. It fell apart because it was, you just realized, man, there was a lot of things that were just covered up by the market. We weren't great operators necessarily. The market just covered up a bunch of stuff. It was a wake up call and it was like, okay. And that's when I started reflecting on, well, who in our mastermind group is not stressed out? Anyone that was wholesaling, scaling, flipping, all of that, doing hundreds of deals or whatever, those guys were losing it. They were just... And in fact, it was like, hey, where did so-and-so go? I saw him last quarter. He was doing great. Where did he go? And everyone's like, oh, he's like bankrupt or he's like out of business. They're done. And you're like, what? And there were so many guys that you just think, man, they got it figured out. And that's all it took. And then it just wiped so many people out. But the people that were doing great are people like yourself, people like there's several that did turnkey investing. And really, they just had property management businesses that were fairly large and bringing in revenue. And they had a business model that was more or less recession-proof because they had that passive income coming in. They were getting up there, smiling, having a good time while the rest of us were just stressed out of our mind. That was my lesson of, okay, like I need to be more like these guys. I need to model my business after them. I need to start this whole thing over. Because I look back and I was like, man, I did thousands of deals, right? And I flipped all these homes and development projects, construction. And I had nothing really to show for it. Like I only had a couple rental properties. And I was like, man, this is this is not smart. Like I've not been taking my own advice that I've been giving everyone else. It just hit me. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to build this completely different. And it's going to be built off of a recession-proof model, which I feel real estate can be a recession-proof model if you're doing it the right way. We built it where we're just doing affordable rental properties that cash flow day one, and then working with other investors, helping them do the same. And we're all just kind of growing together. That's We're starting organic, small. And then I think hopefully we'll build it the right way. That doesn't happen again. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's impressive about your story is that, like you mentioned, there were some people that were like flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those guys, some of them didn't have a lot of experience. Some of them had only come on the scene in the last few years. They were just really hard workers, just hustlers. And then when everything turned, and it, like you said, like I noticed with your situations that you guys saw what was happening real time, where some of those guys weren't really paying attention. They were just driving revenue. They weren't really watching their bottom line. You guys saw it happen pretty quickly. I noticed you pivoted, which is what even though you did have to lay off some employees, at least you knew how to pivot and make it work so that things were still staying solvent. And I think that's really impressive. Yeah. I did learn, yeah, from that experience is, and everyone always says, obviously, cash is king and cash is never more of a king than in a recession. And like when things like that happen, you just got to know like, okay, you got a burn rate and 
luckily we had saved up some cash. We had some reserves. We also had a lot of partners and investors that we could turn to because of course, a lot of the lenders were saying, Hey, we're not going to renew this. If it's a construction loan or development, those are high risk. Luckily we had those relationships. We could go to these people and say, Hey, this shouldn't last very long, but I don't know how long it's going to last. Can you help us out? And then we got some loans in place because that was the other thing. I felt like I was on the phone just about every other day talking to our lenders and saying, I've never once had to extend anything because most of our loans were bridge loans at six months. Yes. And I had to make those calls and, and they understood. They were very great partners of ours because we had never missed a payment in like eight years of working with them. They knew we were good for it. They knew the market was the issue. It wasn't us. Like it was really not something we could have controlled necessarily. They were understanding. They didn't want the properties back either. We're able to negotiate with them quite a bit. And so, yeah, like it was just a matter of just kind of shuffling things around, making sure that we could last. And then we were able to get through it. But yeah, like if we didn't have those reserves and those relationships, then without a doubt, we would have been history. The crazy thing still to me is just how fast it happened. It's just crazy to think like how fragile everything is when you're running a business and you got a small business and like something like that, like COVID for let's say a restaurant owner. That was their moment where they're like, wow, that's all it took is just one month of no revenue. And I was out of business. Got to look at that. And yeah, lots of lessons learned. Yeah. Now you've kind of moved into this turnkey space. I know a lot of people, when they start to see the numbers from turnkey real estate investments and rentals in general, they'll see things where there's barely a profit. And I know that's a risky, big gamble. You don't want to be buying a property where say you put $50,000 down, you only have a hundred bucks a month coming in. That's not much wiggle room for any maintenance issues, vacancies, or anything like that. How have you been able to find a way to make it work despite the interest rates to where you still have healthy cash flow in the properties that you offer? Yeah, it's a great point. And I always tell people, I know that there's some people that would advocate that it's okay to not have the cash flow day one because you're going to build up equity. And there is... No, that's a, mis- that's that. a rookie mistake. It's terrifying. Yeah, obviously more conservative now than we have been in the past even. And before we were pretty conservative. But now there still are properties. I know that my sales reps probably get frustrated because we do not want to get into any property that just has any risk. You got to have a cushion, right? And you mm-hmm. just have to build in. Typically what we're finding is that people are putting down 20% or 25% down payment on let's say a $200,000 property. I think that the average right now is about $250 a month in cash flow is what we're seeing on our end for properties out here in Tennessee and Georgia. And I also, I'm a big fan of, I don't like to squeeze out every dollar whenever I sell these to our investment partners. And so I always make sure there's equity there as well. Because again, to your point, Hey, if something happens and they need to get that money back, it would be very easy for them to just turn around and sell it. Because I feel like these are properties in that price point where they will always be in demand. First time home buyers are going to be a big, like it's FHA, VA, all that stuff. And we fix them up nicer for that reason as well, because I just want to always make sure that there's multiple exit strategies. If you ever get in a bind, Hey, you got equity, you'll be able to sell it even after cost for selling it year one, you would still be able to walk away with a profit. Those are all just things that I do. I think the best offense is obviously good defense. So you got to go into it, you make money when you buy it. And so you just got to make sure you're buying it at the right price to leave the cushion. And you just got to factor in all those things because you just never know. And yeah, I don't know how many times the economy has to teach us this lesson, but some people like to live on those edges with Mm -hmm. small markets. 
happens. And that's just not me. Well, I find that impressive and shows a lot of, a lot of integrity because most turnkey companies I know, they'll sell it to you at full retail, full appraised mm-hmm. value, pretty much. Like there's no equity going in. There might be some mm-hmm. strong cash flow potentially, but I know lately, even those companies, their cash flow is probably right around what yours is, right? It's probably mm-hmm. like, you're seeing like a six or 7% cash on cash, not including any appreciation, tax benefits, things like that. But if you buy it with equity in the property, like you said, that gives you a little bit more buffer in case something does go wrong. You can sell that property more easily than if you bought it at full price. You say, oh, well, maybe I have to take it on the chin now. Because I might mm-hmm. take a little bit of a loss from that down payment because now by the time I pay sales fees and everything, I can't break even. That's a rare thing you really don't see in the market right now. Yeah. And really, the only way we can offer that is if we buy it at a deep discount. It does put some more pressure probably on our sales reps where it's just, hey, I don't want to risk it. I just want to make sure that I have multiple options when it comes time to sell it because I just went through it. It's very fresh in my mind. And I also want to protect investors that work with us too, because most of them are good friends that have worked with me now for 15 years, a lot of them. You have to build up that trust. And all it takes is one bad deal and one slip up where you tell them you inflate the numbers, it ends up being lower, and it just leaves a bad taste in their mouth and they tell others. And so I'm very careful with my reputation because I just know that's really like one of the few... I guess things that you can control really is like, Hey, what, what do people say about me behind my back and to others? And you just want to make sure, like, I don't know that relationship piece of it. It took me a while to realize how incredibly vital that is. And it wasn't until 2022 happened that I also realized who are my friends, right? When things are bad and and I don't have a whole lot to offer who was still there and supporting me. And you just learn a lot uh, through those trials and it's, it's not something I wish for by any means. It is a blessing now, right? But at yeah. the time, I was I was pretty stressed. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad to see you're coming back out on top again. Working on it. Yep. Slowly but surely. Yep. One brick at a time, you know? Yeah. So if somebody wanted to see like the properties you offer, do they go to propertyrush.com or is there another place that we go to see that? Yeah. Propertyrush.com has pretty much everything on the website as far as like what turnkeys we have. It'll show you what was under construction, what's available. And really, it's funny. I never have had to market any of our properties, to be honest with you. It's funny. Like We have the website. I do a weekly email just to kind of be top of mind. But generally speaking, whenever I just talk to someone, they just call me. And at that time, it's like, yeah, I got you know one more that's coming up in the pipeline. But fortunately for us, that's never been an issue. Because to your point, it's so hard to find right now. I think that when people actually find a turnkey provider that will handle like the property management, the construction, all the things that we know are really, really hard to find when you go to a different market, especially if you don't live there. If you don't have those contacts, like we had to go through that. And that's what I tell people too, is I had to go through two bad property management companies, lose tens of thousands of dollars with them. Same thing with contractors. I had to go through three or four bad contractors until we landed on the right people. And then at that point, so I went through all of the junk, you know, myself just to sift through it. And then now I feel like we have our process people in place. And now I'm comfortable enough to say, Hey, I think we're in a good spot. Come on over and let's do some investing together. But I didn't want to do that until I had gone through, I guess, all of those challenges myself. You wanted to be your own lab rat before you let everybody else come in. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. I would much rather lose money myself. I have no problem risking my own money, but other people's money is just a different thing. And that honestly was a big reason why I stopped financial advising because I couldn't control the market. I had zero control. 
And so I just said, look, I don't want to tell you to invest in this. If I don't know the CEO, I don't know what he's going to do. I got out of it. I didn't like it. But real estate's different. I feel like I have a lot more control. Absolutely. Yeah. BJ, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it. We'll definitely tell everybody, go to propertyrush.com, check it out. We'll put in the show notes as well. But man, this is so good. We probably should just pull this episode and not even let anybody watch it just because of the fact that you said like probably you have so much demand already. Probably shouldn't have anybody reach out to you, but we'll put it there anyways. Maybe the three <laughs> people that watch this episode will see it and check it out. You know? <laughs> yeah, hopefully we're getting to a point where we have a lot more inventory, but you're right. Right now it's a challenge for everyone. For sure. I appreciate it, Crystal. This has been fun. I, I appreciate you uh, having me on. Absolutely. So everybody else, if you don't feel like checking out Property Rush, don't do it. For those of you that actually are interested in properties, go check out propertyrush.com for the few properties that are going to be left there. But definitely, BJ is a great guy, like I said. Definitely somebody that apparently as we're finding out more and more every day, he's like my twin that I never knew about. So, so true. <laughs> so anyways, you know, definitely appreciate having him on. Guys, remember... This only works when you work, right? This really only becomes something real when you start to take action on it. So don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer as well. Go and make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.